<laughs> Lizzie really didn't fit into any click. You're Lizzie, but in that moment, you were Kate. I was Kate, you're right. That's not really oops, I did it again. That's just oops. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. Well, this is it, the premiere episode of Duff Enough. Coming up, my lifelong best friend, Emmy, will be joining me to kick off a series called Let's Talk Lizzie. But to begin, I will share a little bit about myself. So my name is Whit Laxon, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a TV producer here. I work in morning news, so my work and sleep schedule is quite interesting. I'm a really big Disney fan, and of course, I'm obsessed with Hilary Duff. You'll learn more about that as the series goes on, but I'm sure like a lot of you, I've been a fan since day one, which by the way, this podcast really is for the fans by the fans. And I want to introduce a segment right now called From Team Duff with Love about why we love our girl HD. I asked Team Duff to submit about a minute of audio for this. Here's what James had to say. Hi, my name is James Canal, and I have been a diehard Hillary Duff fan since the first time I watched Lizzie McGuire when I was in the third grade, which was in 2002. Um, I have been so, so passionate about her work ever since then. All of her movie roles from Casper Meets Wendy to The Haunting of Sharon Tate, especially some of her indie things, according to Greta, is such a fantastic movie, and her acting is flawless. Um, her music career also has been the soundtrack to my life from Santa Claus Lane and Metamorphosis all the way to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I have been so in love with those songs. That music really, really speaks to me. Even her book series, The Elixir Trilogy, I fell in love with that too. So each time that she gives us a new form of artistry or of her work that we can digest, I have loved it every single time and it has really spoken to me. And I just think that Hilary Duff is such an incredible role model for staying grounded and being a genuinely compassionate and kind person while also being successful. Um, and that's why I've looked up to her for so long. And now going into 2020, having Younger be such a success that it is and having the Lizzie McGuire reboot coming back, there's just so much to look forward to. And I cannot wait to see everything that Hilary Duff has in store this upcoming year. Hillary, thank you for being the most incredible role model that a guy could ask for. Thank you. Throw on some low-rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. Joining me now for the first Let's Talk Lizzie segment is someone who's been there since the beginning of my Hillary obsession. We've been best friends since kindergarten, so it's fair to say she's the Miranda to my Lizzie. Her name is Emmy Alicia. Hey, Emmy. Welcome to Duff Enough. Hey, Wit. Thanks for having me. Oh, wow. That was so rehearsed, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have like cuts? Yeah, I'm going to edit. I'm going to edit. So, Emmy, you're the first guest on Duff Enough. And I mean, I got to say, I'm I'm honored, truly. It was not easy uh, booking you, uh, for sure. And before we talk all things Lizzie and jump into a few episodes of the show, I want to talk about what it's been like for you to be best friends with someone who, you know, is such a big Hillary Duff fan. Does it feel like this has always been a thing? I don't think I can picture you without picturing Hillary as well. Um, I actually have PTSD from when I got to meet Hillary and you got quite angry 
but also happy for me. But it, it was just funny because I feel like that was very indicative of like how intense your love for her is because since Lizzie McGuire, which, you know, I watched every episode of till now, I mean, she's your girl. I know. I know everything about Hillary Duff because you tell me it and because you know everything about Hillary Duff. So it, it's a pretty cool, like, I don't know. I have like an obsession just by association. <laughs> I know. It's like you're vicariously a Lizzie McGuire and Hillary Duff fan through me. I mean, come on. And it's like, I mean, I loved Lizzie McGuire. I love Younger, which obviously you got me um, into. But yes. my love for her would not be the same if I didn't have yours as like the kind of foundation. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Now, hold up, though. I do want to say I remember that a little differently, you meeting her, because for me, <laughs> That's like Fringles right there because I've never met Hillary Duff, which is tragic. I mean, totally tragic. But you live in St. Louis, Missouri. You moved there when we were in eighth grade. And anyway, Hillary had a book signing there for her best-selling novel, Elixir, and you went and got me a signed copy. That's how I remember it. Now, I was jealous, of course, and I wanted I wanted to go, but this was before we could drive, and my parents wouldn't bring me. And, and I guess your mom took you, right? Yes, which your parents were super fake for doing that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, throw them <laughs> under the bus. If they actually truly loved you, they would have taken you. <laughs> I know. Never took me to a concert. Ugh, nothing. Um, should we give a shout out to your cat right now? Do you hear him? I think so. Okay, yeah. So my cat is here with me and um, he has a little a little bell on his collar and he keeps stepping on the keyboard. What do you remember from that though? Like what was it like being in her presence? Um, I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, she is just as beautiful in real life, maybe even more. And just how soft her voice was like when I heard her speak she sounds exactly like Lizzie you know and it's not in a weird way like oh she has a a child voice it's just like she she had her Lizzie voice and it just made like all the nostalgia and great feelings that came from you know your childhood and loving Lizzie McGuire like it just made them kind of like come full circle because she was the best I mean she was stunning she like posed with everybody she's awesome yeah now I said I've never met Hillary but I have seen her in real life now. That was at the D23 Expo where I went and I was sitting in the audience when she announced the Lizzie reboot Emmy. I'm pretty sure you were the first person who texted me. So what was going through your mind when you saw that news and realized I was there for the moment? I was number one really concerned because you hadn't texted me yet (laughs) and I was like oh no he didn't make it as in like you died from it (laughs) and so I'm texting you and I'm just like are you okay first and foremost are you breathing you know just because it's like I could not believe that you actually were in the same room as her and so in my mind I'm picturing you just like being there being happy loving the moment in the audience and all of a sudden they're like and here to announce something super special, Hillary Duff, and you just like losing the ability to breathe. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how this went down, actually, because here's the thing. There was no clear indication that this was happening. I wanted this to happen. And she had been, you know, saying in interviews, like teasing, "Ooh, we've been in discussions and I can't say anything. The thought had crossed my mind, like they may announce the Lizzie McGuire reboot for Disney Plus at D23. That would be amazing. And I knew I was going. But again, no clear sign that this was happening. And so I'd been joking about it with my friend the whole week. We were at Disneyland and then went to D23. 
And then it happened. And like we were sitting in there and they played what dreams are made of beforehand. And I even put a video of myself lip syncing to that on Instagram. And I was like, Hillary, get out here and announce the reboot. And then Gary Marsh from Disney Channel came out to announce the programming that was going to be on Disney Plus, And he talked about Lizzie McGuire. And like seconds before that happened, the news leaked online. And so I saw it on Twitter and I just froze and I was like, oh my goodness, my heart was racing and I just had this feeling come over my body like I was going to pass out, no joke. And so then what happened with Gary Marsh was that he like did a fake out with the audience and he said, we've auditioned all these girls but we think we found the perfect Lizzie. And everybody was like, wait, what? What do you mean you auditioned all these girls? Excuse me? We don't want that. And then he said, and when people ask me what makes Lizzie 2.0 so different, I'm going to have to tell them she grew up. And I know people have seen this uh, video online now, but Mm -hmm. everybody went crazy. I jumped to my feet and uh, he said, please welcome the one, the only, the irreplaceable Lizzie McGuire herself, Hillary Duff. And I was (laughs) screaming. I don't think you understand that I like actually have a little bit of tears in my eyes right now, picturing you being able to be there for number one, seeing her, but number two, a surprise. And number three, it being a surprise about Lizzie McGuire and it being a reboot. So like she's going to be involved in it yet again. Like amazing. Amazing. I know. And they're doing it the way that we, that I was wanting it to be where she's, you know, she's going to be turning 30 and she's not a mom and she's going to be a millennial and all this stuff. So we're recording this prior to the reboot and, and lots of news that'll probably be coming out about it in the meantime. But yeah, one of the best days of my life, highlight of my life, not even joking. Well, one thing, Emmy, I want to do when I have a guest on for the first time is get a sense of their Hillary fandom by asking three questions. And I'm actually going to answer these questions, too, since this is the first episode. So here we go. Number one, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie? The Lizzie McGuire movie is everything, but I will say a runner up probably a Cinderella story. It's like hard between a Cinderella story and raise your voice since someone's watching over me kind of made um, my whatever year that was that that came out. My It made my 2004 different. I think that song got me through fourth grade. Yeah, single-handedly. For me, this might come as a shocker. And I have a really hard time saying this because I know people are going to be like, what? But my favorite Hilary Duff movie, you know, I really have to say... Cheaper by the Dozen, that might be my favorite. Now, A Cinderella Story is very close and the Lizzie McGuire movie. But honestly, I would put Cheaper by the Dozen right up there with like Princess Diaries. The Parent Trap is just my all-time go-to feel-good watch any time of day movie. So, yeah. Not only is Hilary Duff the best, she can choose some good co-stars. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Next question. Your favorite Hilary Duff song? Short answer, Wake Up. I mean, that song, I remember when it came out. And number one, she looked beautiful on that album cover. Yes. Like, I mean, she looked unreal. I was like, that hair goals, face goals, like most wanted, definitely. But yeah, I love Wake Up. But I think if if I'm thinking like classic, like the early, early and just stuff like that, I really love Why Not. Yeah. Take a crazy chance. Do a crazy dance. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, I am in agreement with you about Wake Up. As far as her singles go, that is probably my favorite. I mean, it's just, it's a bob. It's a bob. But my favorite Hilary Duff song is probably a song called Shine, which is on her self-titled album, Hilary Duff. And 
it kind of relates to you, Emmy, because whenever I would listen to this song back in the day, and still, you know, the lyrics are just about the person in your life who kind of lights up your life, and it's not it's not like a relationship song. It's just whoever in your life, you know, sort of shines for you. And I always thought about you. And so, yeah, that's my favorite song. If I ever get a Hillary Duff related tattoo, I want to get the word shine. Let's get a let's get a matching tat. Um, can we do that? You're like, I'm serious. <laughs> I also want to get her little heart. If you've seen her heart on her, like by her wrist, I want that. I mean, I'll look at it, but I'm into hearts. Like, who's not? <laughs> okay. And then the last question to test your Hillary fandom here. What is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? I don't know what it's called, but it's when she goes, Mom, I want a bra. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the whole room shakes. Like it's like zooming (laughs) on everyone's faces and you're just like, like, why would you scream that? I loved it. It was iconic. I didn't know that I wanted a bra until I saw that episode. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know anything about getting a bra in middle school. So that's that's fascinating. I do love the Halloween episode, Night of the Day of the Dead. That's what it's called, right? Yes. She deserved an Emmy for that performance, number one. Um, and then I would also say that my favorite episode is um, Grubby Long John's Old Time Review. Yes. <laughs> I'm just picturing Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo walking around like, why once again have my crazy parents taken <laughs> us to Grubby Long John's? It was a good one. So my favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire, this is probably not one that a lot of people think about as a favorite, but it's called Misadventures in Babysitting. It's basically like a take on Home Alone. And they give Lizzie permission to babysit Matt and like the parents go out, but Sam sneaks a peek and tries to like spy on what's going on because they're so worried that things are going to go wrong and that Lizzie's not mature enough. And I just loved that episode. And there's a part where Miranda sings My Country Tis of Thee super loud to the top of her lungs to like scare off the burglar. And that part just made me laugh so hard as a kid. So it just makes me think of uh, I remember when we had our first grade election, you know, there is an election episode of Lizzie McGuire. And I mean, doesn't that take you back? Considering how many elections I was in in uh, elementary school, you would have thought I would have gone into politics. I know. Well, you beat me in the first grade one. And then I was your campaign manager fourth grade and we lost. We don't need to talk about that now. I know. I don't know how we lost, honestly. This was actually another episode that I, it it was a freaky episode for me. And I remember it was the one um, called Just Like Lizzie. The creepy little girl. Girl who's like obsessed with her and like walks around and she's like, I'm just such a sevy. Yeah, that was because she was in seventh grade and Lizzie was in eighth and Lizzie was like her mentor. But she would call herself a sevy. And so I was like, okay, when I go to seventh grade, is everyone going to call me a sevy? Like, what is that? And I, like, was really excited to, like, have a distinction like that. And guess what, guys? No one calls you a sevy. I do love the fact that we were in middle school together. So as we discuss these episodes, we're going to be able to talk about how they related to us, um, you know, in middle school. So are you ready to jump into the first five episodes of Lizzie McGuire? 
I would absolutely love that. Okay, well, let's talk Lizzie then. The first episode, it's called Rumors. Now, I do want to clarify, this is the first episode that aired. It's not the first episode chronologically in the story of Lizzie McGuire. So it aired on January 12th, 2001. It premiered after the premiere of Xenon the Sequel. This is the cheerleading episode. So iconic. Lizzie decides that she wants to try out for cheerleading. You know, Lizzie really didn't fit into any clique in her school, which is, I think is one of the things that made her so relatable. Like, she wasn't a jock. She wasn't a brainiac. She was just kind of the average student who didn't quite fit in, but she wanted to fit in secretly. And so that's what kind of motivates her to want to try out for cheerleading. And Emmy, you were a cheerleader in middle school. So what is that like? What is the big deal about being a cheerleader? So, you know, I actually was wondering before I became a cheerleader, you know, is it going to be like all of these TV shows have made it out to be? Because it seemed like the desirable thing to do, especially in middle school, because, you know, that's when cliques are so popular and popularity is a, a thing. And I mean, it was super low key. However, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about the hairstyles for a minute because obviously overall the show, the hairstyles are iconic. I'm going to use that word so many times, but iconic. Lizzie had her hair braided in pigtails here. Miranda had some spider looking like, I don't know, braids something. I mean, her hair was all over the place. I don't know what was up with that. She had some orange pom-poms in there. And this episode particularly is about hair, I guess, in a way. But but yeah, so Miranda and Gordo, they're not really encouraging Lizzie to try out for cheerleading. They're actually discouraging her for sure. And right off the bat, we get a sense that Gordo is anti-fitting in and anti-popularity. Um, and so anyway, Lizzie tries out. It's bad. Throwing her arms out and kind of like kicking her legs and going around in a circle. And it's super embarrassing and, and hilarious. But yeah, she doesn't make it. She acts like it's no big deal. But of course, it is a big deal. Um, there's also a B storyline to the episode, which is Matt. And, you know, most of the episodes did have a storyline separately for him. And in this one, he is pet sitting for the class pet, Lizzie the Lizard. And his parents kind of thought that the lizard died, but it was actually hibernating and they buried it in the backyard and then they have to unbury it. And it's just really funny because the parents are like, you know, freaking out and calling each other a murderer or something. So anyway, cute little storyline there for Matt, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, As we move on here, you know, Lizzie and Miranda are instant messaging Emmy. Do you remember instant messenger? Um, Absolutely, because I remember changing my status to the name of whatever boyfriend I had that week. Oh, snap. I'd be like, Emmy loves boy one. Miranda's instant messenger name was Mander. So that was that was something I took note of. And so anyway, Kate makes cheerleader. And of course, you know, Kate is like the most popular girl. And Lizzie sends Miranda a message and says that she made cheerleader because she stuffs her bra. These are like desktop computers, probably dial up internet. And so the internet kind of gets messed up and Miranda like hits her computer and it winds up um, sending the message that Lizzie sent about Kate stuffing her bra to like almost everyone in the school. So then we get into this whole situation where Kate confronts Lizzie and Miranda and she's like, you know, who did this? Miranda takes the blame, though, because Lizzie is too scared. And uh, I wrote down this quote. 
see you around and Miranda's comeback is, oh, I'll be around. I mean, their clapbacks, Emmy, their clapbacks are amazing. Yeah, no, Miranda was good at those. And like, to be honest, same. And so the girls end up pranking each other a couple of times. Miranda's prank on Kate is that she puts green dye into Kate's hairspray bottle. So then Kate's hair turns green. What she was wearing in that episode with that green hair dye, it was it was a little clashy. Yeah, I think she had on a pink outfit, and then, of course, she had her cheerleading outfit on, too. Um, but Miranda, you know, Miranda always kind of had colors in her hair, and Lizzie, they always did, like, that little Kool-Aid tips mm-hmm. look. But the green, no, the green, Kate was not having the green. So then, as things escalate, Lizzie starts to feel... She starts to feel responsible and she wants to take the blame and, you know, in this whole situation. And um, she thinks she'll feel better when she tells the truth. So, you know, long story short, Lizzie ends up confronting Kate and she does it at the pep rally. Then we get to this cheer. My mom did not like this because the word that they use is ugly. And my mom didn't like that word. So when I would say this cheer or whatever, she'd be like, no, no. Do you want me to do it? Well, duh. So the cheer was, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. What, what, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. Okay. And then there was also a part where they're like, two, four, six, eight, who's the girl we love to hate? Lizzie, Lizzie, big loser, big loser. Everybody join in. Come on. All right. For no. Lizzie's face with just like the jaw dropped. Like, what? Yes. How is my cheering? Speak. Oh, your cheering was incredible. I would definitely put you on the team. Varsity. Thank you. Um, But I actually wanted to comment on something. My parents didn't really care as much about that one. What they hated. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was like Matt was going like, Lizzie, Lizzie, she's our girl. She's the girl that makes me hurl. And I used to say that about my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ellie. In every episode, there's a lesson learned. And in this one, it is about Lizzie, you know, learning that if you let someone take the blame for something you did, you're going to feel a lot better by telling the truth. And so that's kind of what she gets out of that. And also, you know, I love how at the end, a kid comes up to Lizzie Gordon Miranda after everyone's making fun of Lizzie. And he's like, hey, did you hear Larry picked his nose and Danny Kessler caught it on tape? Gordo says, you're yesterday's news, McGuire. So it just kind of shows that, like, in middle school, like, you know, things blow over pretty quickly. So, yeah. anyway, before we move on to the next episode, can we talk about how iconic the theme song and the bloopers are in every episode? Unreal. And just the sequence that they play at the beginning with all those red balls flying everywhere. I mean, didn't you want to be oh, in that? I wanted to roll on the big one that she jumps on at the end. I love the bloopers at the end, too, because a lot of them were real, but they also did a little blooper for animated Lizzie, which was kind of just fake. Um, But yeah, love those, too. What? (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know how like they they make a little blooper and they make it look like the animated Lizzie actually had a blooper. I know. I was joking. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So the next episode, Emmy, is Picture Day. This aired on January 19th, 2001. I love this one. This is a fave. And they really make a big deal over school pictures. How big of a deal do you think school pictures actually were in middle school, Emmy? It was a big deal in the sense that, like, you know, all of the, like, older people were going to see it. And you wanted them to think you were cool. So, yeah, even though no one cares about your picture. But in middle school, you know, it does seem like a big deal. And you got to pick out the right outfit, which is what 
this whole episode is about. Lizzie was trying to find her outfit, and there's this hilarious sequence at the beginning of the episode. One thing I love about this show is the editing and how they cut away to all of these little shots that are, you know, fun and kind of relate to what they're talking about in the moment. And in this episode, Lizzie is trying to pick out an outfit, and Miranda suggests that she wear this denim outfit. And then we cut to a shot of Lizzie in denim. And I love Lizzie's response, though, because there's so many pop culture references. She's like, ooh, to Shania Twain. Um, But then Miranda suggests that she wear this red halter top. And she's like, oh, it'll be super oops, I did it again. And you know that gif that where she's like dancing is Britney Spears. Um, So it cuts away to that. So I love the little cut ins and the sound effects are really fun. Um, So, yeah. Eventually, though, Lizzie's parents make her wear the ugliest sweater. Honestly, it's iconic, and I want to wear this for Halloween, TBH. But it is this sweater with a unicorn. Her Gammy McGuire gave her the sweater, so her parents want her to wear it for Gammy. And there is this part where she walks to the bus, and everyone's looking at her. They play the song, Absolutely Story of a Girl by Nine Days. You know. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yes. Okay. Copyright. Copyright. But yeah. And then when Miranda sees her at the bus stop, she's like, that's not really oops. I did it again. That's just oops. Oh my goodness. Love that line. Um, So good. Miranda is wearing this cute like orange top and zebra print skirt. Miranda and Kate have on the same outfit. What the heck? Of course they do conflict there. So while that's happening, Lizzie's trying to find a new outfit, which is so funny um, because she's like going around and asking girls to let her borrow their outfits uh, to wear in her picture because she does not want to be seen in the yearbook in this outfit, in this sweater. Um, And Gordo is like being, again, the voice of reason. And he's like saying, why is it such a big deal? Why is being in this picture? But he's falling to peer pressure from Ethan, who's trying to get him to like smolder in the photo, uh, which he ends up doing you remember that unreal yeah ethan smolder was good yes and by the way like at the beginning of the series ethan was kind of the bully he was not you know the love interest there's one little conversation that i thought was so funny and i did not get this as a child but then i then i got it okay lizzie says how i look in this pic has a lot to do with what everyone thinks of me and then gordo says something like well In history, we're studying John Wilkes Booth. He was a good-looking guy in the pics, but he was kind of a jerk. Miranda responds, Well, John Wilkes Booth wasn't trying to get Danny Kessler to like him. Emmy, I died. (laughs) There are so many things that went over my head that that was good. Yes. But, like, we didn't know who John Wilkes Booth was as six-year-olds. Luckily, Gordo gets Lizzie some outfits from the drama department, and she puts on this cute little white button-down top, Then they go to art class, Emmy. And in art class, they are painting fruit. And Miranda says the legendary line of, why do we have to draw fruit anyway? I want to draw in sync. That's totally a meme these days, for sure. So then while they're in art class, Kate gets this one guy to throw paint on Miranda. And as he's walking over with the paint, Lizzie sees what's going on. Lizzie decides to jump in front of Miranda and block the paint. So Miranda gets to keep her beautiful outfit, you know, stepping up for a friend, right? Right. Would you do that for me, Emmy? No. Okay, thanks. So in the end, Lizzie ends up 
taking the photo with the sweater. She's not wearing it. She's just like holding it up and she has the green paint on this white top. None of the other kids actually have good pictures either. Kate sneezed. Ethan smiled, even though he was going to smolder. But Miranda looked good, I will say. Miranda, of course, you know, because, you know, Lizzie like saved the day for her. So the lesson here is that Lizzie decided, you know, as long as she's a good person, it's okay that she wants to look good in a picture. But, you know, in the end, it's better just to be the good person. So that's what she learned. Good for her. And the B storyline was that Matt was faking being sick so he didn't have to go to school. And so his mom, like, makes him miserable. And, like, you know, she realizes that he's faking it. And so she, you know, makes him eat soup and do all this stuff. And then he winds up actually being sick. So, yeah. Sorry, Matt. All right. The next episode, episode three, is When Moms Attack. It aired on January 26, 2001. Lizzie's mom winds up being her chaperone for a school overnight field trip and just embarrasses her so bad. Emmy, your parents, I always thought your parents were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. When we went on like a youth group trip on like, I don't know, we went whitewater rafting my sixth grade year. And my dad was like a, you know, chaperone. He's one of the adults that came because they needed so many adults. And uh, I was so upset. Like, I was like, oh, no, he is going to cramp my style. I knew I I've always known my dad is super cool. But then like on that trip, it was just like another thing that solidified that for like the rest of my middle school life, you know, so it it turned into a like, whatever. I mean, he um, I'm pretty sure he and my mom were at like some of the um, middle school, like Christmas dance. What what were they? Yeah, it was like it was just such a learning lesson. Well, I would never have gone on a trip with my parents being there for like a chaperone never oh my goodness could not do it so a few highlights here of course lizzie decides that she can't take mr snuggles we learn about mr snuggles her little stuffed pig which you know love mr snuggles we also see three-way calling in this episode between gordo miranda and lizzie gotta love that and the mom so joe the mom is obsessed with bringing toilet paper on this trip Really? I mean, I know, you know, whatever. But anyway, so Lizzie, of course, is just traumatized already. And they get to this campsite. The girl group, they're known as the Toggy. And the boys are known as the Hagong. The boys are chaperoned, by the way, by their science teacher, Mr. Pettis, the weirdest guy ever. And so they are competing to identify animal species. And the losers have to dig up earthworms for uh, the class worm farm. Gross. Um, But Kate was like, you don't mean like real worms, do you? Can I bring a doctor's note to get out of this? And like that reminded me of being in gym class. Yeah, I mean, you're Lizzie. But in that moment, you were Kate. I was Kate. You're right. You're right. Okay, while the girls are out, you know, identifying animals and such, the boys actually show up with uh, water guns and like spray them down. And so the girls later decide how they're going to get back at the boys and they wind up teepeeing the boys' tents. With the help of Lizzie's mom, they use the toilet paper that her mom bought, of course. It's very much parent trap. Like, they do shaving cream, and they've got honey, and, like, it's literally just, like, an homage to to the parent trap. Joe takes the blame for everything. Like, once the guys, like, wake up and, like, Mr. Pettis, a big water balloon falls on him. So Joe winds up taking the blame, and here's the lesson in this story. And it's so relevant now that we're adults, Emmy. Tell me how you feel about this. But she says, you know, for adults, all decisions have consequences. But one thing about being a kid is you have parents who can bail you out. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, but, wait, like, can I be real? Like, I'm 24 years old. 
And mm-hmm. uh, my parents still bail me out of everything. It's true. It's very true. So once Lizzie's mom takes the blame, like the other girls kind of think she's cool. And Lizzie, you know, tells her mom, like, thank you. And I'm glad you were on this trip. So it turned out not to be the worst thing ever. Um, and I love how at the very end of the episode, animated Lizzie is like, well, I got the best of both worlds, a cool mom and a parent banned from all future school field trips. Because, of course, like her mom can't come back on a field trip now that this happened. But anyway, OK. Episode four is called Pool Party. It aired on February 2nd, 2001. This is the actual pilot episode of the series. They look so much younger. Gordo's voice has barely changed, which is so funny. So in this episode, Emmy, this is about getting invited to a party in middle school. Oh my goodness. Um, And it was Danny Kessler's pool party. Danny Kessler's parents apparently owned a water park, which I didn't remember that, but I do want to take a second to say, you know, RIP to the actor who played Danny Kessler. His name was Byron Fox. And yeah, he actually passed away in 2008 at age 22. And I think I knew this. I had forgotten. But Lelaine posted about it on her Instagram uh, recently. And I saw it again. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if I remembered that or not. He was really only on a few episodes. It seemed like he had a bigger presence on the show because they referred to him a lot. You know, Danny Kessler did this. And even in the Lizzie McGuire movie, there's a part where she's like, oh, I wore this outfit to Danny Kessler's, you know, homecoming dance or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so Danny Kessler invites Lizzie and Miranda to his pool party. Lizzie's mom is originally excited about Lizzie getting invited to this party, but then it turns out it's her Nana's birthday on the same day. What a bummer, Emmy. That will ruin your life. I'm being (laughs) serious, though. It's like when you're in that grade or that age and you have a chance to go to something that, you know, you think is life or death, like you legit think it's life or death. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. So back to Lizzie. Lizzie, of course, is upset now because she can't go to the pool party. And Miranda originally says that she's not going to go since Lizzie can't go. Well, then insert Kate, who asks Miranda if her mom can give them like these little temporary tattoos for the party. And Miranda's like, yeah. So then there's this whole story where Miranda and Kate become friends for a minute. And Lizzie's like the outsider looking in. And it's so sad. And like Lizzie and Gordo are alone, like playing cards together and there's no Miranda and Miranda and Lizzie are at odds which I hate that and I feel like that probably happens more in this show than we remember but like they weren't always friends and happy and everything so but come on it's middle school it happens I love Gordo's pep talk to Lizzie though about missing the party he says like you get to be popular for 10 minutes in high school or middle school in this case or be a valuable member of society and brag about it at every reunion love it love it In the end, though, it turns out that Nana is going to Las Vegas instead for her birthday. So Lizzie can go to the pool party, but she decides not to go. And Gordo says his best friend was going to go to the party, but he wasn't invited. So he understands how Lizzie feels. And then he tells Lizzie that the best friend he's talking about is her. And that was just so sweet. Yeah. And they tie-dye her bed sheets, which I love this scene. And the song, Why Can't We Be Friends, is playing in the background. And, of course, we have to, like, make up with Miranda. So Miranda comes back at the end, and it turns out that the 
party was not very good. And, like, Kate's ankle swelled from the tattoo. So Miranda had to, like, sit with her the whole time. But Lizzie and Miranda do makeup. And Miranda, like, joins them in tie-dyeing. And they do this little dance sequence at the end, which is really cute. And um, there was no storyline for Matt in this episode. I did note that. So, yeah. But that was the pilot episode, Pool Party. And that's kind of what earned them, I guess, the pickup for Disney Channel. For me, not as good as the the three that aired before it, but still, it was cute. So I've got Rhythmic. This is the iconic Rhythmic Gymnastics episode where Lizzie in gym class with Coach Kelly, who is played by Dot Marie Jones, love her as Coach Kelly, but she finds out that she's good at Rhythmic Gymnastics when she gets this ribbon in class and she's like twirling it around. So Coach Kelly, you know, she asks Lizzie to represent the school in a regional competition and Lizzie decides to do it. And so she trains and Gordo's like making this documentary about her training for the competition. Kate, meanwhile, is super jealous that Lizzie is good at this and she's not. And she literally like there's a part where they turn her green in the episode. So she is plotting to sabotage Lizzie at this big competition. She gets Larry Tudgman to go up in the the rafters of the... Uh, the ceiling at the competition and he's going to catch Lizzie's hula hoop with a broom which he does mid routine. Lizzie is waiting for her hula hoop to drop and Gordo throws her a ribbon to start, you know, using and Miranda has actually gone up with a fire extinguisher to make Larry drop the hula hoop because they figured out what was going on. So anyway, Larry drops the hula hoop. Lizzie comes in first place. Get it, girl. And uh, in the end, though, she tells her parents that even though they're supportive, she actually hates rhythmic gymnastics. And at the very end of this episode, I love that Animated Lizzie says something about how she doesn't know what her destiny is going to be, but she says she might be the first woman president. She might be a space explorer. She might be Mrs. Matt Damon. Uh, But she's going to keep us posted. And of course, now we're going to get to find out with the reboot. So that's cool. Have you ever like quit a sport? I know you said you quit cheerleading earlier, but like, is there ever is there a memory where you like quit something growing up? You know, I like I think it was since I was like three, I had done dance. <laughs> I'd done every form: ballet, jazz, tap. Then I don't know what it was. It like I remember I quit it like after my sixth grade year because I was just like I remember I used to always dread going to dance classes. I would dread having to perform in the recitals. Like, I mean, I liked when the spotlight was on me, but like, I just knew I wasn't good at it. And I just knew that it wasn't really something that like made me excited anymore. So I just didn't do it. I quit it. Right. Well, I remember as a little kid, like I quit sports all together because I was not good at it. But my parents like had me play everything, which is fine. You know, it's it's whatever builds character, I guess. But I did quit baseball and like my parents were not happy about it. And they threatened to take away the Disney Channel over that, which my dad couldn't figure out how to block it on the TV. So I won. That's the most wit thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the lesson of this episode, which, you know, Lizzie talks about, um, even though she's good, why waste her time doing something she doesn't like? She'd rather work extra hard at something she does love, even if it takes longer. Well, and I think that that lesson is like really important, you know, growing up as well, because it's like, even when you're in college, even when you're in your first few jobs, you know, it's like, you don't want to stay in something that makes you unhappy. Life is short. And yeah, I don't know. That's just a really good lesson for middle schoolers to, you know, 95 year olds, everything. Yeah. 
I want to talk about the series overall here for a second. And Emmy, why do you think that this show, like, why did it have such an, a lasting impact? I mean, number one, I think that, you know, it's kind of obvious, but it's the relatability of it. You know, you just watch it and you can see yourself in one of the characters or in the storyline, you know, or you see people, you know, in these characters, like Lizzie McGuire did not try to glamorize anything. It like pulled out the awkward moments of teenagers lives, you know, and it didn't romanticize them. It tackled them in a very realistic way, but not in like a teachy kind of lecturing way. So I feel like that just made it exciting because you were watching stories that you like, you know, kind of related to, but um, also just the characters in general were just so wonderful. So it's like, you're watching Lizzie, Miranda and Gordo, three like very different people and them all like getting along together and like having the best time. It just made you excited for like, you know, you wanted something like that. So watching it Yeah, it was great. For sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think hands down, this is the best show that Disney Channel has ever done. I mean, I think That's a Raven is a close second, but it's so good. And going back and watching it, there's so much nostalgia tied to it. But honestly, the writing I've found has been really strong and it's very, it's very 2000s, but it's, it's good. And I still see so much of myself in Lizzie when I when I go back and watch it and just think about it. I mean, I was kind of this awkward. I'm still this awkward, you know, I think of myself as a kid. But, you know, I was just awkward and clumsy and just trying to figure it out. And I wasn't necessarily a part of any particular clique. I mean, I kind of wound up in theater and whatnot. But, but yeah, I mean, I think we totally related to Lizzie. I think Hillary herself was just this relatable person. And I don't think that show would have been the same without Hillary as Lizzie. I mean, the casting director, kudos, because she had this all-American it factor about, you know, all-American girl. She had this it factor and it just, everything about it worked and there were good messages. And, um, and it was just, it was good. And the lasting impact, obviously, this reboot is happening. And I think for a while, Disney Channel, they didn't know how much of an impact this show had. But I think with social media in, you know, the last five or six years, they started realizing how much, you know, their old shows did impact people's lives. And um, and so, yeah, I'm super happy that they're bringing it back. And there's so much I could say about the impact and, and what this meant to my childhood. But honestly, like, it was my childhood. It defined my childhood. Let's be honest. And finally today, Emmy, we have a segment called Quizzy McGuire, and this is a Hillary Duff trivia segment. So would you like to hit me with a question first, or shall I ask you? So I want to ask you one first. What is Lizzie's full name? It's Elizabeth Brooke McGuire. Yes, that's right! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you ready for your question now? I don't think so, but let's go. Okay. So... When Lizzie McGuire was first being made, it was not called Lizzie McGuire. So what was the original name of the show? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay. A, what's on Lizzie's mind? B, what's Lizzie thinking? Or C, get inside Lizzie's head? Um, I am going to say A. A, what's on Lizzie's mind? Yeah. No, it's B. (laughs) What's Lizzie thinking? Okay, that was my second choice, but I thought that, like, thinking was a weird name, like, weird word to be in the title. But see, guess what? That's why they renamed it. 
that is a wrap for this episode of Duff Enough. Emmy, oh my gosh, the first episode. Thank you so much for being on and being the first guest. Of course. Um, I hope you ask me back sometime, but I know you probably won't. So bye, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> we can arrange that. We can arrange that. Yeah, and I need to be here to talk about my boyfriend, Gordo. David Gordon, I love your hidden agenda. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Bye.